This is the evening edition of the Daily Podcast Practice Show for Monday, January 3rd, 2022. I am your host, Rich Grimshaw, putting the P in podcasting by practicing every day because what we practice is what we manifest. It's good to be here practicing my podcasting skills, and thank you for being here with me on my journey to complete 365 consecutive daily podcast episodes. Today is Women Rock Day. That's Women Rock! Exclamation point Day. That doesn't mean that we have women rocks. It means that women are in rock and roll. And we do it on this day because it was on this day in... <laughs> Let's go back to that date. It was on this day in 1987 that Aretha Franklin, the Queen of Soul, became the first woman to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Women Rock Day has been celebrated on every anniversary of this event since then. And it's uh, it's less than ideal that we have a day to bring attention to women in rock and roll or or in any profession or area, really. We're all in this together, right? Both genders, and we should act that way. Okay, I'm done with that. I'm, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. In the last 24 hours, the United States Geological Survey has reported 24 earthquakes in the lower 48 states of America and Alaska. The largest of them was a 4.4 magnitude that was 58 kilometers southeast of Unalaska, Alaska. <laughs> that sounds odd, but that's what it is. Un-Alaska, Alaska. Okay, that's out on the western part of the Aleutian Islands. Nine of the quakes, nearly half of those reported, were near White City and Mentone, Texas. They ranged from a magnitude 2.5 to 3.8. Not real strong, but lots of activity out there. Also, two earthquakes were in that area west of Petrolia, California, that still remains very active. And one was in South Carolina, where we had another one recently, same general area. So hang on to your hat, folks. Get ready for the end times. On this day, in 1521, Martin Luther, the German professor of theology, priest, author, composer, and one-time Augustinian monk, was excommunicated from the Catholic Church by Pope Leo X because he would not recant parts of his 95 theses. Just parts. He didn't have to recant all. He just had to take back parts of them. And it were those troublesome tenets that he nailed to the door there that started the Protestant Reformation, the Protestant Revolution. Ten months after Pope Leo X excommunicated him, the Pope died. <laughs> so take that, Leo. <laughs> he was quite the character anyhow. But I, I digress. Let's not go into his, his business. Martin never did get that excommunication thing worked out. It was still there when he died in 1546. Let's pick on a birthday person today. Born on this day in 1945 in Dallas, Texas, American singer-songwriter, guitarist, producer, and political activist Stephen Stills of Buffalo Springfield, where he composed For What It's Worth. There's something happening here, right? What it is ain't exactly clear. Big protest song from the 60s. I've sung that a lot. Uh, see, he also wrote Sit Down, I Think I Love You, Bluebird, and Rock and Roll Woman. 
After Buffalo Springfield, which was a pretty short-lived group, he started working with David Crosby and Graham Nash, and they called themselves Crosby, Stills, and Nash. How original. He wrote a lot of their songs for their first album, and he also played a lot of instruments. He played bass, guitar, and keyboards. That album sold over 4 million copies, and one of those copies is still on my shelf today in vinyl form, and it won a Grammy Award for the Best New Artist of the Year. Really good album, lots of good songs. And that's the kind of music that I like. If I have to pick one genre, I'll go there to their tight harmonies and good beats and just great musicianship every single time. Happy 77th birthday, Stephen. Just a heads up, buddy. I did not send a birthday card. I didn't post anything to your Facebook page or your Twitter account or TikTok. But my birthday wishes are sincere. Just the same. I'm of the mind that the conversion from gasoline-powered vehicles to electric-powered ones is progressing nicely, very nicely, and faster than I had expected. I saw an article at interestingengineering.com, and the headline is, Hyundai Motors will reportedly no longer develop internal combustion engines. And that's kind of a big deal because they, they have a strong line of engines strong, and they're not going to develop them anymore. They're not going to work on them. Here's what the rest of this article says, quote, In a move that clearly marks the end of the road for internal combustion engines, South Korean automobile manufacturer Hyundai has shut down its engine development division. <laughs> Try that again. They've shut down their engine development division. And that was as reported by the Korea Economic Daily, KED, citing industry sources, well, of course. And according to that report, shutting down the engine development division is a major step for the South Korean company that began developing its own engines in 1983. It took the company eight years to roll out its Alpha engine while its successors, I guess those are the successors of the Alpha engine, have enabled the company to become one of the five most preferred brands on a global scale. That's no small feat. Their research and development center, which is focused on engine development, employs about 12,000 engineers who have now received a change in their responsibilities. In an email to employees, the newly appointed research and development chief Park Chung Cook called their own engine development, quote, a great achievement, unquote, but called for a, quote, change in the system to create future innovation as it was inevitable to convert into electrification, unquote. I guess they kind of bite the bullet there. They're ready to go. Systemic changes include moving the focus of teams from powertrains to electrification development, from engine design to electrification design, from powertrain development to the electrification test center. In automotive engineering terms, an electric vehicle does not have a powertrain since the motors don't generate power from fuel. Instead, it has a drive train that delivers the stored power in the batteries to drive the wheels. The reorganization aims to help the company with the immediate 
immediate task of innovating to develop vehicles that dominate the future market. KED reported that electric vehicles, EVs, are likely to dominate the automobile market by 2030, as against the previously estimated timeline of 2040, while eight years from now, electric vehicles will dominate the market. That's fast. Eight years. Hyundai will also focus on raw materials for batteries and semiconductors since they also occupy an important place in the automotive in the automobile supply chain, something that became evident during the pandemic. So I guess this kind of announcement, along with the announcements from General Motors that they plan to go all electric with their trucks pretty soon, and this new truck plant announced out in Georgia, well, I guess we're going electric. Kind of makes me want to go out and buy an electric truck and see what the future will be like. <laughs> yeah. As soon as somebody gives me the money, I'll do that. And that is all for today. I leave you with this thought from Martin Luther. Whoever drinks beer, he is quick to sleep. Whoever sleeps long does not sin. Whoever does not sin enters heaven. Thus, let us drink beer. Meditate on that and enjoy your journey to enlightenment. Let's wrap this up and stick a fork in it because it's done. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.